You're listening to the Keith Blakemore Noble Radio Show. Here's your host, Keith Blakemore Noble. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. Now, this is one of those episodes which features a guest. And it got me thinking a little, little, uh, little bit ago. To be a guest, anybody can rock up and be a guest on a, on a podcast for sure. But when you, when you're being a guest, you're going to want to create the best impression. You're going to want to make the most of your appearance on a podcast. I got to thinking, well, what's the best way to do this? How can you, how can you prepare? How can you be a, a great guest on the show? What do you do after the show as well? And who better to uh, tell us exactly how we can be a great podcast guest than um, my guest today. Uh, he's a returning guest. We've had him on a couple of times before. It's always a great fun having this guy on. He knows so much about podcasting. He set up his own radio show, radio station, not just show, but station, Grow Radio, which is where you can you can catch this uh, catch this podcast. Uh, he uh, teaches people how to podcast. He handles podcasts for people. What he doesn't know about podcasting is frankly not really worth knowing so naturally when I thought let's do an episode about how to be a good podcast guest naturally I had to bring on my friend podcast expert Gary hey Gary how are you doing sir I am very good Keith how are you doing oh all the better for seeing you and all the better for seeing you oh what an intro I love it I absolutely <laughs> love it <laughs> So, uh, so yes, this is the this is the third time we've had you on the on the yeah. show. This is this is this is cool. Yeah, I'm 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 absolutely honoured. I'm I love listening to your show. I love how diverse your guests are and the kind of topics you cover. And yeah, I'm just yeah. When you asked me to come back on, it was like, of course, tell me where. It's brilliant. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. Now I know you uh, you actually have or you're creating uh, uh, an entire course on how to be a, a great guest. Um, We'll we'll let people know toward the end where they can they can find out more about that. Um, and I'm really really pleased that you're taking taking a bit of time out of your busy day to uh, to actually share with us a few tips on on how we can be a good guest. So let's dive in. I guess the first question is where do you start? Where do you start? It's a good question. So in terms of where to start, it's really about figuring out really kind of what podcasts would be best for you to go on to as a guest because it all starts from the best podcast guests best podcasts best interviews is when you marry up the guest to the podcast itself that's when the power really comes because that's when you know the guest is going to be able to provide value to your audience you know your audience is going to get massive value from the actual kind of guest itself and i think it's a massive honor being a guest on a podcast because you're allowing someone to essentially talk to your audience which is fantastic and i so for me it all starts with matching the guest up with the podcast itself now if we want to take a step back from that it's about the podcast guest itself themselves knowing what messages they want to share so therefore when they get so they know therefore which shows to go on to so 
it all depends if you're looking at this from a podcast point of view or a guest point of view. But it's all down to the messaging and matching that messaging up to the audience. That's the big, big thing. Um, you see so many people making that mistake of going onto podcasts and not listening to shows beforehand or not doing the research or not knowing who they're talking to or not having a chat with the host like we did to discuss what we were going to kind of do uh, during the show. You find people who don't do that will kind of go into the show ill-prepared. And that could lead to a rushed interview. It could lead to a interview with loads of ums and ahs because they don't know what they're going to say. And it's sort of, and there's always, sometimes there's a disconnect between the guest and the host as well. So matching it up to the guest to the show is so, so, so important. That's where I would start with, Keith. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's no point in being a guest on a show that's that's uh, completely out with your uh, comfort zone, your area of expertise. It's not your audience. It, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't doesn't serve them. Uh, and one key thing there that you mentioned, I mean, there, there are several several good points that you mentioned, obviously, uh, including things like check out uh, examples of the of the show bef- beforehand because it's good to get a flavour for what's what the show's about. Uh, key nugget I picked up there is that all important pre-show chat um and that's something that something that I always do when I when I have guests on even even you who you and I have known each other for a few years now uh but still when you we're ha- planning the episode have a, a pre-show chat just so we can make sure that um we're on on the, on the same page for the for what we're covering in the episode yeah. so so yeah. important the preparation is so important to the actual interview itself and that goes from kind of mainly two points i reckon from the guest itself and then the podcast itself so if we talk look at the podcast what you do in terms of setting the scene in terms of making sure that i've got the link or the guest has got the link so they know where to go beforehand which is again really important giving that time to just to kind of have a little breathe have a chat beforehand and to make sure everything's okay we had a few technical hiccups beforehand, but they got sorted before we press record. And as a podcast host, you've made it really comfortable as a for me as a guest to come onto the show and to just have a chat. And that pre-chat from a po- podcast point of view just kind of calms everyone down. We didn't really chat about what we were going to talk about because we've already done that in the past. We chatted about how we were doing. We caught up. So that straight away puts you into a more relaxed state, which means that your interview is going to be more confident. It's going to be more relaxed and not going to be as rushed. And then the second kind of way to prepare or think about preparation is you as a guest on the show. So you want to make sure that all your equipment is all sorted. You've got the equipment all done. It's all checked off. It's all good. You know that actually you, you're nice and relaxed. As I said before, if you're not relaxed then you the interview could be rushed or you could stutter or you could um and ah and all that kind of stuff so therefore you want to just take a bit of time before the interview just to relax some people might go for a walk some people might meditate some people might watch watch some on tv each to their own but it's about making sure that you're prepared also you make sure that your area that you're recording is okay um you've got kind of soft furnishing so you've got the noise kind of dampening kind of effect happening but also you haven't got, you know, stuff on your back shelf that you shouldn't have on your back shelf. You know, you make sure that you, you, you're you all okay. And if you've, as I said before, listened to the show, you know what you're going to say, you've prepared your key messages. 
So if you do all that as a guest, you are going to be in a really nice position where you're going to go um, into this interview, into this chat, and you're just going to think of it like a chat. And I stumbled there because I class it as a chat between two people. Okay, you're interviewing me, but to me, it's a chat. So for me, this all this is is me just talking to Keith and the audience, but the audience is there. You know, it's it, you're in the ether. So it's just two people having a chat. And it just so happens to be re- to be recorded. So for preparation, there's really kind of really cool stuff you can do as a podcast guest and a host to make it feel really comfortable. There's other stuff you can do as well. But the main thing is to make sure that you go into the interview as calm and relaxed and as comfortable as possible. And that's both on the presenter and the guest, because don't get it wrong, even though Keith, yourself, you've been interviewing loads of people for years, there's going to be people, people out there who might not be as comfortable as you interviewing people. So as a get presenter, you might want that time to prepare as well. So the preparation kind of goes both ways. Absolutely. And um, actually, we can, we can give a great example of, of the reason for, for, for making sure you've got all that stuff, even though you know you've got all your equipment, even though maybe you've you've been on many, many podcasts. Always do a check beforehand that your room is set up and you've got everything because um, I hope Gary won't mind me uh, sharing this with everyone. About an hour before we're due to record this podcast, he suddenly remembers, hang on. My microphone's at the office. I'm recording at home. Microphone's at the office. Yeah. So um, because he checked this in advance, rather than sit down at the computer five minutes before we're ready to do the podcast, he was able to go and, and, and retrieve the microphone. Yeah. Uh, and, it, so, and it's one of those that, regardless of your experience in terms of how many podcasts you've done, both as a guest or an interview, you want to make sure that when you're sitting down, you don't have to worry about stuff. Um, which is also why when you're looking at the environment, you try to make it as clean and as tidy or as clutter free as you can, just so you haven't got any distractions. You make sure your device is all turned off or on do not disturb, which is, again, something that we did before we do this. But it's just about those little bits. And the more little bits you do, they're going to make a massive difference in terms of the end product. And I could have done this interview without the microphone, but I know the quality wouldn't have been as good as with the microphone hit being here. So that's why I made a decision to go back to the office to grab it. But it's all down to that preparation. I still gave myself enough time and I still planned it. So I had my 20 minutes before the interview just to relax and kind of make sure everything was all sorted. So it still fits into the plan. The plan just kind of changes. It's a bit more fluid. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's a, a good point you tell now. Mate, uh, don't uh, don't kind of schedule yourself so you go straight into the podcast. Give yourself that that half hour beforehand to prepare everything to to make sure you've had a, a good glass of water or two because you're going to be talking for a while. Yeah, dry to throat out and give you that time to just chill and relax. Yeah, if I just want to just to kind of show people, well, not really show people, but tell people what's around me at the moment. I've got a, I've got my phone here, which is on Do Not Disturb. That's all good. I've got a glass of water, well, a glass of squash um, here because I know that, as Keith said, my throat could, throat could dry out. So if I could just take a quick drink and everything else is there. I've got my microphone now. I've got my computer plugged in, so I know that it's not going to run out of battery. It's all the, again, it's all the little bits that kind of I've got around me. The rest of the kind of the place where I'm recording, it's quite empty. It's quite chilled out. So it doesn't, I'm not constantly looking at different things and being distracted by loads of different stuff that's happening. Yeah. Brilliant. So we, we've got the um, pre-show preparation. Mm-hmm. What about when we're actually 
on the show. How, what, what are some things that we can do to make sure that we, uh, we are a good guest whilst we're on the, on the show and, and doing the recording? Well, providing that you've already matched up the um, your messages to the audience and also the guest and the host has matched you up as a good potential person to give value to their audience as well, then it's just about delivering your key messages. And there's no coincidence that during this kind of interview so far, I've mentioned calm, relaxed, confident quite a few times because I think when you're talking, that's how you should be. Regardless if that's on a podcast, whether that's in public, whether that's in a small group of people in the workshop, you need to deliver confidence. You've got to deliver your messages clearly. So by setting everything up, that places you in the best position. When it comes to the interview itself, you know what key message you're going to send, you're going to talk about. So then it's about delivering that content to your audience. Me and Keith before decided how long this interview was going to take. So therefore, we've got a rough timetable of how long it's going to kind of go. So we know how long each section should be as well. So we've already discussed that. So I know that my messages need to fit into a certain time period. So when we're during this chat, it's just about really kind of delivering those key messages in a nice, calm, relaxed way. Some people get hung up on the ums and the ahs and kind of what how they talk. But effectively, an um is just your brain pausing and trying to catch up. That's all it is. It's just giving you time to pause. The best way of dealing with an um or an ah, and this might be a bit too much information for some people, but I think it's a really useful tip, is if you, instead of going um or an ah or repeating the last word, which can also be a crutch, just have a silence. Just have a pause. Because for your brain, it does exactly the same thing. But what it shows is that you're more comfortable and confident because you're pausing, not umming. So if I'm ever pausing, it could be because I'm trying to catch up with what I'm trying to say. It could be that I'm allowing the listener time to reflect on what I've said and what key messages I'm saying. But a real good tip during the interview is if you think you're going to say um or an ah, just pause. And then that's actually a really important point uh, for interviewing and also for for speaking in general. So many, so many of us, when when we're speaking, we get a bit nervous and um, we don't want people to think we don't know what we're talking about. And and so we we tend to talk faster. We talk a bit faster. So we're gabbling along at 100 miles an hour. The audience can't really understand what we're saying. And we're speaking faster than we can process. So we're naturally going to end up with gaps. When you're, as Gary says, when you're delivering to to your audience, don't over, don't underestimate the power of the pause. It gives you time to think, but more importantly, it gives your audience time to go, hmm, yeah, got that. That makes sense. And let's move on to the next bit. So Mm. we often think, oh, if I'm silent for for half a second, it feels like like half a minute. (laughs) If I'm silent, oh, people are going to think I'm not, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, they're going to be going, oh, thank goodness for the breather. Let me just recap. Okay, I've got what you're on about. Let's move on. So, yeah, pauses can be incredibly powerful things. Definitely, definitely. And it stops the ums and ahs as well. Exactly. (laughs) And the other good thing about it is that if you're repeating a key point, it's easy to say, it's easy just to kind of pause and say, I just want to repeat that. This is a key point. And then at least that way, again, it gets the key messages out there and it reinforces those. Also during the kind of time, 
tell stories. People love stories as well, which is a key part of interviewing. So we relayed the story of me having to kind of go and get my microphone. Be honest with your guests, be transparent with your guests and tell stories and they'll be able to relate to you more. But again, that's where the key messages and the interflow into threading those into the storytelling kind of really, really helps. Yeah. So stories, as you say, are incredibly powerful. And, and again, I know sometimes when people go, oh, but I haven't got stories. I, I can't create stories. We've all got all got things we can tell. And they, they don't have to be great, huge epics like uh, like Homer's Odyssey. They they can be, like the, the example we had, it can be something really trivial about forgetting that the microphone was in another place and had to go and get it yeah. in advance. I mean, that's not, not exactly Hollywood blockbuster, but it's a story. People can relate. Yep. It gets the point across. Yep. Absolutely. I can tell you loads of kind of stories about interviews that went well and didn't go well. And to be fair, you only have to kind of tune into Apple Podcasts or Spotify and listen to a few episodes of different shows to hear interviews, which kind of go well and go not go well. Mm. You tend to find the ones that aren't that aren't going well is because there's even a disconnect between the host and the guest and they just don't flow between each other or the guest isn't giving value to the audience and the host is trying to sh- kind of eat stuff out of them because they're giving mm. kind of one or two word answers potentially or going off on a massive tangent or the guest hasn't actually figured out what they were going to say and they've just kind of completely kind of mispointed it. They tend to be the worst ones. Um, but again, it all goes down to the preparation. The preparation is so, so key. And if you've got all of that side sorted, you're going to be spot on for a good chat. Absolutely. Uh, kind of touching on that, um, as you can imagine, I, I, from time to time, get people saying, oh, can I be a guest on your on your show? And I absolutely love having having guests from all, all, all walks of life. Uh, so, yeah, if you if you find a show that that resonates with you, and you and you feel you've got something to offer the audience, absolutely reach out to the, to the host. They will they will be they will be delighted. Um, but make sure you know what you're going to talk about. As Gary says, I have people who come to me and say, hey, "I'd love to be on your show." Cool. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Whatever you want. It's like get back to me when you've got something you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, when you know what it is you want to talk about, it makes the whole conversation so much so much easier it makes the 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 episode much more powerful it doesn't mean you have to ram every single point in don't you don't necessarily have to have a script of all the things you're gonna gonna say you know the topic you know it well enough that you could just just have a chat with uh with the 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 get the the, uh, podcast host Mm. and it comes across as a really interesting podcast because you know what you're going to talk about yeah and that also means you avoid that whole, oh, what if I forget what I'm saying? Or what if I forget what I was going to say? Well, you know the topic inside out, so you can talk about another bit of it. Nobody knows the points you were going to raise. It's exactly that. Nobody knows what you're going to say. And some people like to prepare for interviews by writing everything down. But when they actually come to the interview itself, they won't really look at the stuff. But they'll just refer to it at the start so they know where it's going to go. But the, the whole point of writing it down for some people is for them to learn it through writing which is cool Mm. i know when i first started podcasting i used to have bullet points because i could quickly refer to a bullet point and that will be job done and if i'm doing a talk which is for 20 minutes or half hour then i might have 10 points that i want to just keep on track with and i'll just have that next to my computer or just you know on a lectern wherever it is just to make sure i've gotten to hand 
but you're right. Nobody knows what you're going to say next. No one knows exactly how the conversation is going to go. So therefore, if you do make a mistake or you think, actually, I've droned on for a bit too long on that point, that's fine because no one knows what you were going to say. As long as you keep that common thread going, that's the main, main thing. Main thing is to keep that common thread going. Absolutely. And often or sometimes you'll forget something you're going to say. That's all right. We can just cover other bits. Sometimes you might forget something earlier on, which is a key point that does need to, to be brought out. There's absolutely nothing wrong with later on going, oh, and I forgot to mention earlier, dot, dot, dot. People aren't going to laugh. Um, an example that comes to mind, not from podcast, but from from show. Um, there's a, a Queen album uh, live in, in their early days. I think they were live at uh, the... Um, uh, uh, the Odeon, Hamsmith Odeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as they come on to the encore, Freddie comes on and says, here's a number we forgot to play earlier in the set. And then they just go straight into that. But the audience don't burst into fits of laughter. The audience is going, hey, cool, another song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it hams to everyone. Just if there is a point that you meant to raise earlier and you can't find a way to kind of segue it in, just go, you know what? Earlier, I forgot to mention dot, dot, dot. People are going to be appreciative of the fact that you have mentioned that to them. Yeah. And also some people wouldn't, and this comes kind of the podcast host kind of role in the whole show to keep it going and keep the flow going and make sure that it's in a logical order for the listener. But some people would actually edit it afterwards. So that middle bit could be placed there. So the actual end listener might not actually know there's any difference. There's also that kind of point. But for me, the podcast host themselves should be able to keep tempo they should be able to make sure that that common thread keeps running through and yeah it's okay to go back and kind of recap stuff it's okay to kind of miss points and then have to edit it back again all those bits are fine and this is where the podcast guest has got the responsibility afterwards because the host themselves will probably do all that stuff they'll create the actual show so once the show is kind of out then, I suppose we're segmenting into the end bit now, into what to do afterwards. But once the podcast host has actually made the show and edited it and got it there, it's both the guest and the host's responsibility to get that show out there. Because as a host, you've made a cracking bit of content. And as a guest, you spent your time talking to that host and talking to the audience. Why the hell wouldn't you want to share it and make a big noise about it when it's out? I can't understand people who go onto podcasts and don't do that because for me, that's a waste of their time, your time, everyone's everyone's time. And it's a massive missed opportunity for their audiences as well to miss out on that value. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, you do see from time to time people who come as a guest and they assume, right, I'm going to be a guest on your show and you're going to promote it to everybody. I just have to turn up, record and absolutely not i mean yes you are doing as a guest you're doing the podcaster a favor by providing them content and uh, giving some information value to to their audience mm-hmm. the podcaster is also doing you a favor by exposing you to their audience yeah. plus you've got this content which is presumably stuff that your audience would want to hear anyway why would you not share that podcast with your audience so what what, what are some what are some things that we can do once once the podcasters is is out there, what are some things we can do as a guest to make the most of it, both to help the podcast and to help ourselves as well? Great question. So as a guest, what I would recommend is once the podcast is out there, 
you'd hopefully have the host sharing you the links uh, to the show from the major people places where people kind of listen to podcasts so that could be places like apple Podcasts, spotify iHeartRadio, those kind of places you've also then maybe could get the graphics from the show host as well and once you've got those you can really really spend your time talking to your audiences and sharing that content out now that could be a mix of social media posts that could be blogs on your website that could be a page showing where your interviews are so people can go to it and check those out hey it could be a spotify curated playlist with all the shows on there but the main thing is you're getting the word out there you might want to do a questions and answer session with people around the episode. You could want to do a video promoting the episode. Um, all of this you'd share with the podcast hosts themselves as well. So at least you're tagging them in and tagging any other supporters or sponsors of the show as well. What you want to do effectively is make as much noise so your message goes out, first of all, to your kind of inner circle then your community and then to the outer people and to get to the outer people you need to spread that out through the different levels of the circles that are there really that's how you spread a message that's how you get to reach as many people as possible you can't do that with just one social media message you just can't do that because people miss it so you need to do a couple of you need to do it in a couple of ways the more engaging the ways the better the response is going to be and the more you engage your audience then yeah you can start sharing that stuff so for me sharing isn't a one-time hit it's a multi multitude of different things and then once the message is out and the host has shared it on their social media platforms engage with people who are commenting on the show follow them and connect with them on the different social media platforms say hello to them and say thank you for listening to the show you know start talking to them and getting involved with that that podcast host community whether that's online or in a special place or on patreon you know wherever it is start getting involved with them because again you're forming all these little conversations with different people and ultimately you don't know where these conversations are going to go so for me it's about sharing it to start off with and making that big ripple effect and then connecting with those people who are viewing those, whether that's on social media or in different places. The more inventive, the more interactive way you can do that, the better it's going to be. Yeah, some great points there. I love that. Uh, key things that I've taken away from that are it's not just a, a, a one-off hit. You promote it far and wide and uh, crucially interact with people when they comment on it, whether you know them or not. In fact, even it's more especially when you don't know them because these are new people. It's your chance to, to connect with them, interact with them, let them see that uh, the, the value that you do bring. Mm. I love that. Um, yeah, it's all about forming those connections and relationships. Mm. And ultimately, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things that, that I do, which are similar to what, you, what you've mentioned, um, I've got a page on my website which lists every single podcast I've been on, mm -hmm. links to all the podcasts. Um, I must admit that partly it's for vanity, just so I go, oh, wow, look at the number of podcasts I've been on. Partly it's, it's, uh, it helps when you're looking to guest on other podcasts. You go, look, hey, check me out on these these ones that I've been on. And also it, it gives gives people visiting you a chance to, to, to see all these different ones. I love your idea of creating like a Spotify playlist of uh, get, uh, podcast that, that you've, you've been on mm -hmm. um, and when I've been a guest on a podcast for the promotion of the podcast I always go with it with the um, 
go from uh, basically go with the mindset that hey i'm the only person who's promoting this therefore i've got to go all out i mean yes the podcast host will be promoting it obviously but if i go from the position that i'm the only one promoting this if i don't promote it nobody hears it you're going to promote the heck out of it you are and not just once that you you can uh, uh, no reason why you can't re-promote it again and again over 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 time Yep. Make, I remember make, this separates people from other people in their industry who haven't been on podcasts. You're creating a stage for yourself and mm. saying to people, look, I know my stuff because I'm talking to this person about it. And I want to you should listen to me because I'm going to give you massive load of value, which is golden. It's absolutely brilliant. So from a from a vanity point of view, yeah, the page on the website. Yeah, it could be classed as a vanity bit. But I see it as a really easy way to direct people who are looking for information and looking for free information, by the way. You know, you can learn so much from podcasts by listening to different podcasts. So listening to different podcasts around the same topic, having that free page that you direct people to, brilliant, it's a free resource. And also it sets you apart as a speaker, as a professional, as someone who wants to share their message. So if you're a podcast host and you want to, and you get receive a link, and you see this person, so Keith, it talks about these messages and he's appeared on all of these places. Wow. You know, that's great. I could have my logo. I could have my show on there as well. That's one way of thinking about it. The other way is, you know what, if he's listened to, if he's been on all these, let's just have a listen. Let's see what message he shares. It accelerates that no light trust circle. So therefore you're more likely to get booked onto different podcasts and also probably better quality podcasts, uh, which probably resonate with you your message and their audience more so that page could be classed as a vanity thing i don't see it as that i see that as a real useful resource both for you as the guest and also of a potential podcast host not including the people who just want to listen to your stuff and just want one place to go to yeah absolutely and um you, you were saying there that it can it's a great way to uh to then help you get further uh on other podcasts it's also a good way to help you then step up up and up to bigger and bigger reach podcasts because uh, the bigger reach podcasts if you're already a huge name sure they'll 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 chat with you but if you're a smaller name but you can go hey look you probably haven't heard of me but here's 60 podcasts that i've guested on with this Mm -hmm. message they can then get the flavor for okay this is somebody who who is an expert this is our chance to be the one who breaks this expert through to the next level yeah let's do it because you can prove that you've got the the, tr- the track record yeah can i just say something at this point as well about um consistency and and about you mentioned about being on 60 podcasts for instance what a great way of practicing your public speaking and practicing yeah. your messaging then talking to someone and it, funny enough it's being recorded and shared with different people being on a podcast is a great way to hone your key messages. It's a great way of practicing what you're going to say to people. If you've got a talk or a workshop and you've got messages that you're going to interlink with those, you can use them in podcasts as well. It's a great way to kind of just make you feel comfortable talking about the topics that you're talking about. Because it doesn't matter if you've got the greatest idea or if you've got a message that needs to be heard by millions of people. If you can't communicate it in a way that it's engaging and they're going to relate to, I'm sorry, but it's not going to spread. It's not going to help them because they're not going to hear it. So having that consistency of doing go, do, going on podcasts, 
you know, and it might be one podcast a month or it could be two podcasts a year. It doesn't have to be all, you know, 60 in a year or whatever it is. But having that consistency of saying the same type of thing over and over again, knowing, finding out what works, finding out what doesn't work, mm. and then keeping the stuff that works and chucking away the stuff that doesn't, you're soon going to find that your public speaking and your podcasting messaging gets more clearer and you feel more relaxed doing it. So there's no downsides to being a guest on a podcast at all in my mind, because not only are you having a chat with someone, not only are you going to give value to people, you're also practicing what you're going to say. And then you're going to have a massive asset to share afterwards as well. It's brilliant. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that last point you, you, you mentioned is, is key. It's an asset or they become a set of assets. So you've, you've got, things that that help establish your credentials establish your expertise and set you up above uh the uh, the, the crowd who are also doing what you do because none, none of us are unique we're all working in the same field as many others but with the with the podcast when you use use a podcast your guest spot well promote it well share it far and wide make use of the assets it all helps to lift your credibility up it really does really does and there's also merit in, and it might be cringy, might be painful for some people, but listen to back to some of your previous episodes as well that you've recorded when you've been a guest. And you'll find, you'll soon figure out stuff that you know you probably do, but you don't want to admit that you do. Yes. <laughs> and if that's the case, then you listen to listening back to yourself is a great leveler and a great kind of moment of truth because you can't hide from some of the previous interviews that you know you've done i've listened back to some of my early early podcasts both as a guest and a host and i cringed to myself why did i ask that question why didn't i stop at this point all of that kind of stuff but the truth is you have to go through that to make your messaging better and more clearer to people you've got to go through that painful journey and that's why consistency really really works that's why most podcasts if you listen to the first episode compared to the last episode that they've produced and it let's say there's maybe a, a year or two between the first and the last you'll see a massive difference in both the qu- quality of questions being asked the production value and how the interview kind of comes across as a listener you'll see a massive difference so consistency plays a massive part just by every time you go into a podcast you get better both on speaking and production and your messaging it's as i said before there's no losers in being on the podcast no losers absolutely absolutely gary as always time is 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 uh is against us thank you so much for sharing some really useful and really valuable content there we mentioned at the start that you're actually creating a um a course on mm. how to be uh, a good guest how to get the most out of guesting well what's happening with that and when's it coming out and where can where can people find it so uh, over the course of kind of 10 end of last year i was developed i developed a course all about um, the launch process so if you want to launch a podcast then you i split the podcast launch guide into 30 different sections and at the same time as doing that people were asking me more and more people were asking me how do i become a guest on a podcast now this is always a topic that people have been asking me about probably in equal numbers to how to launch a podcast or what do i need to launch a podcast so i started to kind of make different sections and put the kind of bits together and at the start of the year i had four people approach me to say look can you talk to my audience like you did keith um you're one of them 
how can you talk to my audience about becoming a guest on a podcast some top tips because either they're flaking out they're not the right quality they're not got the right messaging whatever it is so yeah the online course is being put together at the moment it will be launched in april that's given me a big accountability now because I've said it on here to launch it in April. But it's going to launch in April. And there's about 20 to 30 different points that I'm going to cover. A lot of the stuff we've covered here, but each point will go more in depth. Um, each point will ha- each section will have a video, a description, and then more importantly than anything, an activity that person has to complete to then understand that a little bit more. Because it's all good and well watching a video. It's all good and well re- reading stuff on a page. But it's only when you put it into action, when you actually fully understand it and you fully actually learn what you're doing. So there'll be an activity to complete there. Um, It will be available via my website, so growradio.uk. And I'll also put it in Udemy as well. Um, So if you love your courses on Udemy, then pop on there and find it on there. But growradio.uk, which is just down the bottom there, is the place where you'll find it. But yeah, April will be the kickoff month. Brilliant, love that. So that, that's well, that's going to be well worth checking out. I will be checking it out uh, for sure. Yes, I've been a guest on many podcasts, but there is always more to learn. There's always more to learn. So I'll definitely be looking forward to, to to that one coming out. And also the courses that I do, I always pitch it to three different levels. I pitch it to the person who has no idea what what they're doing, all the way through to the person who, like yourself, has been on many different shows over the time. Um, so there's going to be bits for hopefully everybody in that course. Yeah, love it. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you. Um, I've learned a lot. Hopefully, hopefully uh, you, dear viewer, dear listener, hopefully you've learned a lot. Let us know what you've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever you see this this uh, this episode, pop a comment, a review. Let us know what you uh, let us know what you thought. Let, what's the biggest tip that you've got out of this? And if you want to find out more about Gary about his radio station, about his courses, or just check the, the man out himself. He's a great guy. Growradio.uk is where you'll find out more. Um, thank you, Gary, once again, for, for being, as always, an amazing guest. And thank you, dear viewer. Thank you, dear listener, for, for uh, being with us. Do, again, leave us a review, a comment. Remember to subscribe. And I'll catch you in another episode very soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Keith Blakemore Noble Radio Show. To find out more, please visit KeithBlakemoreNoble.com. 